that was weird. I was really getting into that intro, and damn, can we just roll that for another half an hour? Because that is epic. I am Dean. I'm not sure if I have audio. Tyler, speak to me, so I know that I do. Hello, Dean. How's it going? It's going pretty well now that I have audio. This was a really fun episode. Um, it's just those two tonight. We got Josh behind the scenes. What if Sean gave a shit? We'll never know. <laughs> um, if you want more comedy gold like that, go follow me on Twitter where I make the exact same joke. Anyway, we have what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark in Afghanistan? And I didn't know what to expect from this one. You know, a majority of the episodes, like based on the synopses beforehand, like it was, you know, it was pretty obvious, like generally where they were going to be going or at least like what the um, the journey would be like, even if it wasn't obvious exactly where they yeah. were going to be going. But this one I thought was a bit of a curveball. It's like, I don't know if I see this connection, you know, even for like a what if. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. Tyler, how are you feeling? I really like this episode. I'd say it's it's definitely a strange pairing. Uh, Killmonger and Tony Stark. But I like seeing yeah. a different direction for Tony, as in a slightly different direction for Killmonger. He yeah. kind of still achieves the same thing. Yeah, that was fun because one of my um, like for the first kind of half of this episode, I'm thinking like I kind of had the same thing with Thanos, right in the in the um, the Guardians episode, mm-hmm. where it's like. <laughs> really he's kind of like changed his whole philosophy on outlook on life based on like this tiny thing that really didn't even happen to him and then as we get into the episode it's like oh no this is this is the same fucking guy like he's got the same goal and he's just got a much more kind of twisted nefarious version of how he wants to go about this using you know he he's kind of like a like a villainous social climber in a way. Like he's he's met Tony Stark, um, and then he's just immediately, you know, I- internally in his head, he's just figured out, okay, how can I now play this situation and this new, you know, set of relationships to my advantage, and to get the exact same um, outcome. And oh well, I say exact same. He's actually yeah. pretty successful this time. He's really good at what he's doing. He really is. Um, <laughs> I mean, when when this episode started, to back it up a little bit, I'm thinking, oh man, it's kind of one of my hang-ups. Is like they we know these movies. The whole premise of this show is based on the um, you know, on the presumption that we know these movies really well. And they, some of them, I feel like, have felt the need to like recap a little bit too much up top. Mm-hmm. So when we, so when we open with Tony Stark in the, um, in the back of the SUV or whatever, I'm thinking, oh, we got to go through all this again because I didn't think um, Killmonger was going to show up until later on. I, I, I kind of envisioned the scenario where Tony Stark was still going to get as far as the cave, and then Eric was going to show up. I don't know if that's just me or if, that, if that's what uh, you I remember in the trailer in one of the trailers we saw 
there's a shot of when he picks up the missile and throws it. So I figured right. he's going pretty soon. Okay, I didn't see the trailer, so I'm thinking like we're gonna get like a whole like half of an Iron Man movie before we before we yeah. get into the meat of this. And then the way he just shows up, you know, don't even get don't even get the um, the explosion to the chest, nothing. He just shows up, boom, c- c- come come straight back, Medal of Honor. You know, we get that same press conference. Um, what did you think of the um? The voice actor for um for Tony for Tony Stark. We've had him. We got we we had him in like small chunks um, yeah. in a couple of the other episodes, but we really we get a lot of him. And I wasn't a fan of him or um the voice acting in the previous bits we got, but he really come he really brought it in this episode. Is that just me? I think he's a lot better in this episode, especially because we get more of him this episode. Yeah. But I still wish it was RDJ, especially when oh, they show the when they show the uh, in-game scene when he snaps. Yeah, you can tell a bit more there. Um, but I, I kind of feel like if you're a voice actor, right, and you get the and you get the the role of Tony Stark, I think that SUV scene is pro- and the press conference yeah. scene are probably like two of the the quintessential scenes that I would imagine you would visit to try and, especially you know, for the the time period of the Tony Stark that we get in. Um, and it's, it's not like this guy doesn't know how to play Tony Stark. He does it in a lot of the cartoons and stuff. So he's got it down. It's just, you know, there's a small difference. And I mean, everyone else is pretty spot on. Yeah. So, I mean, we I, get, we get the, the voice cast, the, the original voice cast for most of the characters, except for Tony, Obadiah, Pepper, Ross, and Shuri. Those are the only ones who are different voices than in the movies. Oh man, I thought we I thought we had William Hurt in this. Oh man, I was wrong about that. And um Yeah, and I, I thought it was Jeff Bridges as well. I was like, man, how did they get Jeff Bridges for like two lines? <laughs> um I mean Jeff Bridges, you know, he's pretty chill, he probably would have done it, but I don't oh, know if they But you know, I'm trying not to get we're we're like over halfway through this show um this season now. I I'm trying not to get too hung up on the who who didn't come back and the politics of why and if it's financially, you know, motivated or you know creatively or they just don't care like Sean. Yeah. Um. They just didn't want to. Like, just like Sean. We 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 need to get one of these voice actors to do a Sean. To get the Obadiah Stain guy. Let's get let's get old grizzled, um, variant Sean. Um. I'll, I'll see if I can book um, Jeff Bridges for next week. I'll, um, Josh, get on that. Um, hit him up. Get, get in touch with the get your as they say in this episode get your people to get in touch with his people anyway there's a whole lot of like pr stuff going on um which is great um killmonger looking fly in that white suit and all oh those yeah medals. he looks really good now i like that I, the second someone is like pepper and and happy or suspicious of him he's like well yeah i knew about the attack but guess what it was Obadiah who set it up. It was I him. Here's that. all the receipts. Yeah, because I was thinking as soon as they 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 rouse suspicion, I'm thinking they should really, you know, and especially later on, um, they should be suspecting him. But and then I'm thinking, ah, oh, what if he knows? Like, like if he's smart enough to know that this attack was going down and everything else, like he must know that it's Obadiah, right? And like he's going to be busted earlier than what. Is it earlier or is it later? 
um, earlier, I guess, um, the same getting outed, um, at least as far as um, like Pepper and Tony finding yeah. out. And that is that's great stuff. Um, that means that uh, uh, the Avengers guy doesn't have to get involved. I forget his name. Uh, Coulson. Yeah. Coulson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might have been cool to see him, actually. I didn't think of that. Because um, he would have been circling the situation, potentially. Um, although, I don't know if he only gets involved because of the... No, he's around in the movie before they know it's Stark as Iron Man, right? So Yeah, because they're trying to talk to him about, about the Avengers. Yeah, which is really preemptive now that we think about it. I mean, that's maybe a discussion for another episode or something. But yeah. as we see in the um the other episode with Fury and everything, like he was eyeing up these these Avengers to be Avengers before they even knew they were gonna be Avengers, you know, Black Widow, Hawkeye, they didn't even know they were on the list. So, you know, maybe Fury's in cahoots with the Watcher. Probably. I could see that relationship. Even that buddy cop movie. I really want it. So Overdose Dame gets outed, and then we get this really unexpected but really cool relationship that develops between Eric and Tony. Like they're hanging out in the workshop, in the garage, they're eating pizza, having drinks together, you know, kind of just bouncing off of each other with, with these ideas. And you can kind of see how, you know, even though Tony Stark doesn't get as far as building the Iron Man, he you can still see he's got some of these nuggets of like yeah. of thought that are kind of like he- heading in that direction, coupled with Eric, who's like, yeah, man, I've got some ideas. We need to like straighten some shit out. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. And then, and then we get, <laughs> we get this great <laughs> line of, oh, so you want to build some Gundams? And, yeah. and Killmonger says, "Well, I'm an anime fan, so yeah, what? I like I like anime. What of it? <laughs> Which, as far as I'm concerned, because there's this whole discourse when um Black Panther came out. It's all the memes of is Killmonger wearing the um the Vegeta Saiyan armor from Dragon Ball Z? It looks very similar. As far as I'm yeah, concerned, very much similar. As far as I'm concerned, this episode canonizes the fact that Killmonger was inspired by Dragon Ball Z." And designed that armor accordingly. Like it's, he must have done right. He's an anime fan. He's seen Dragon yeah. Ball Z. That's he's that, had to have. That resemblance is no longer a coincidence, and that is cold hard fact that Killmonger was a Vegeta stan, and that makes me so happy. But anyway, they but then they need the power source, right? To um, yeah, to to make the robot. And Tony's uh, and, immediately like, "Yo, what if I make a mini arc reactor? That'd like, be pretty. That'd be pretty yeah. good." It's like, nah, stupid idea. Stupid idea. That's not going to work. And then Kilmer's like, well, I've got an idea. There's this stuff called vibranium. And it, we kind of get, this is one minor nitpick, and it's one of only a couple that I have for this episode. But Stark says, oh, my dad used the last of the vibranium in World War Two, And then two seconds later, he's like, but I know a guy who can get some more. It's like... I don't know. Is that is that too nitpicky? Did that, did I that think, occur to you? Is Tony the one who suggested going to Claw? I thought that was 
that was Eric. Yeah, Tony Stark says he knows a guy because um they establish in um Age of Ultron, Tony Stark says that he's had dealings with Claw in the past. Um so it then kind of implies that Stark knows about Wakanda, he knows about Vibranium, he knows a lot more about that than has been let on both prior in this earlier on in this episode and obviously previously in the MCU. So I feel like that was maybe a little bit of a retcon. Might well, not a retcon because we're in an alternate yeah. timeline, but it's it was a little bit possibly inconsistent. Like, why was he yeah, not? It, it, I'm looking at the scene again, it's it definitely a weird line. If you yeah. thought your dad used the last of it, yeah, he literally says those two lines like back to back basically. He's like, My dad used the last of it, but I know a guy who can get some. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but then, then we do... immediately go to the the plan, which is to send to send Rhodey in there as a liaison to get the to do the black market deal. Yeah, which is very reminiscent of um, like the scene we get in Age of Ultron, right, where um, Claw is at this like plant place where he's keeping stockpiles of vibranium. We get some great Claw lines in this. Um, is it Circus? I'm not sure if it sounds. It Circus is. It is this. Andy Circus. Because it had to be, because there's a very specific like cadence and delivery to his version of Claw that I don't think many people would be able to pull off. Um, so we get some great stuff, some really good banter, and then they get me, Tyler. They fucking get me. They kill my man, Rhodey. And I don't just... I, I don't know. I should be prepared for it at this point in the season. <laughs> you know, we, we literally wiped out all the Avengers in a, two episodes ago. And somehow the roadie thing not only catches me more off guard, but also oh, I felt that man. That was absolutely savage. And, and they, they kill T'Challa. Yes, of course. So um, he shows uh, up and, and he shows up and kills him with his own fucking glove. Um, just using some you know, some repulsor sonic tech that Stark made. Yeah, so he knows like, which again it's a little bit weird. It's like okay, so we we can just you know, it kind of nerves Black Panther a little bit. It's like okay, both Tony and Eric could could have just taken him out at any point with one of these sonic things. You know, either in Black Panther or Civil War, anywhere in that area. They, they would have had this technology. Um, but I, lo- I like the impact of it because, you know, because Killmonger's got, like, you know, he's got, like, unresolved shit with T'Challa, right? You know, yeah. as we know oh. from the Black Panther movie. So th- I think the reason it took me so off guard is because I'm like, oh, well, he's not going to want to kill him. He's going to want to, like, talk to him and, like, hash some of this stuff out because that's kind of what he wanted to do kind of doing the black panther even though he still wanted to like yeah. take that that throne but he still wanted to like impart like how he saw the wakanda and the you know the closed borders the the withholding of the technology and stuff but in this version he's just like no nah, he's yeah. here i've got the thing a, i know this i know he of the plan. i know he exists this is the first time we're meeting and now i've killed him yeah because he knows right he knows that like in this version of the plan, he doesn't need to. He doesn't no. need so much of the diplomacy, the diplomacy and the 
the philosophy because he he's kind of more like just manipulating. I would yeah. say behind the scenes. He's not behind the scenes. He's he's fully Very in the spotlight, but he's still like just hiding yeah. in plain sight, and he's just doing this nefarious shit. That and it's not know, like he needs to. Not like he needs to fight for the throne because T'Chaka's still alive. Yeah, of course. Mm. And you know he's a fair bit younger here than what we than yeah. where we originally meet him. I forgot. Like I kind of as this episode plays out, I kind of forgot where we were in the timeline because when Shuri shows up, I'm like, hang on. She's like, <laughs> she's like 10. Like, it's like a little kid. Yeah. And it took me a few, <laughs> a few moments to kind of adjust to this weird. And I, it's not, I mean, what is it? It's like five years earlier, maybe. Than... Uh, when does Iron Man 1 take place? So this, what, six, seven years earlier than when we meet Shuri in Black Panther in the movie. And she she's like in her 20s. She she, she would have been like 18. I don't know. I feel, I feel like they younged her a bit too, too much just to kind of, maybe the point of that was to hammer home, you know, where we are in the timeline and kind of yeah. how far, you know, or, you know, how far before we are with, um, some of these relationships with the characters, and uh, I I found Shuri a little bit annoying, but it it, it just it threw me off. Like, because T'Challa's like the same; he, he just looks the same. You mm-hmm. know, it's like did he change that much in that time, and or didn't change that much, and Shuri did. Mm, uh, it that's still, that's one of the other tiny little nitpicks. Um. I have. There's one more at the end. We'll get there. What I what I really like is, uh, as someone uh, like Sean would say, uh, Killmonger feels a lot like like uh, Palpatine, where he's yes. kind of just, he's manipulating yes. both sides of this of this fake war that he's he's made with General Ross and the Wakandans. Yeah, and he the, makes it... the robots, sends them in, and then he fights on the other side, gains their trust. And now he's in with the royal family. I mean, I, technically, he's part of the royal family too. And uh, yeah. now they don't have to like distrust him, although Shuri still does by the end, for good reason. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to go a different way when once we get into the um the battle at at the end in Wakanda, because he's like once the drones come in, they're cut off from Jarvis right because of the force field. What are we talking about? Two thousand eight. So eight years. Um, Shuri would be eighteen in Black Panther, so she's ten here. So I was right. At least, at least they accurately portrayed yeah. the age that they wanted her to be. Because, yeah, I th- is she only eighteen in Black Panther. Man, I thought she was. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that um Letitia Wright is a fair bit older. In, probably in reality, she's probably closer to like 25, 26. Because yeah, Black Panther would take place right after Civil War, which was in twenty sixteen. Yeah, so so um, Eric is um, the drones come in, they cut off from Jarvis, and then he react. He's got like a a little control thing, and he reactivates them. And yeah, I he's like he's that... like, dang, Stark didn't trust anyone. Ain't that, ain't yeah. that crazy, guys? <laughs> At this point, 
Like, I figured the, the optimal move for him would have been to, because I thought he was just going to turn those drones around on the Wakandans, right, and just take mm. the place by force at that point. Because if he's going to just reactivate them anyway, could and, you know, he's the one at this point, like, programming everything because Tony Stark is dead. We didn't even talk yeah, he, about that. He just killed um, Tony. He killed Tony. So Eric's the one programming these drones. So he could have probably set them up so that they didn't deactivate inside the force field and they wasn't reliant on the connection. Jarvis. I think, Jarvis he, I think he really wanted... He wanted to give them a reason to open the to open the force field and let the robots in. Because yeah. if they didn't, de- if we never told them they deactivate, they wouldn't have, they just wouldn't have opened the gate. And he wouldn't have had to fight at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, he really is playing like a longer Palpatine kind of game, isn't he? Because, yeah. you know, like he's, this, this is a, He's acting now. He's he's like put putting on this performance for the for the Americans, for, for yeah. Shield and Ross, for the he Wakandans. Says, he says Wakanda forever like eight times. Like he's really yeah. into it. Yeah, that was um, <laughs> that, that's my third nitpick. Okay, so like it's no secret that the worst part of Black Panther is the, the CGI rhinos, and um, we get the CGI rhinos in here. We got some really epic battles. The action is so great in this final scene. Even like the, the cinematography, the lighting, we've got all these like yellows and blues, you know, in the background and stuff. And it just looks really great. And then we get the rhino and he jumps on the rhino. And we've not, as far as I'm aware, up until this point in the episode, we've not heard anyone say Wakanda forever. Eric's not heard anyone say Wakanda forever. And, and they, you know, he's only just met them. He's only just come into the country. And then he just takes that slogan and he just yeah. beats the rhino over the head. Whenever whenever someone's whenever someone in the family's looking at him, he's like, Wakanda forever. Yeah. It it I don't know, just the delivery of that line from him in these mo- in those moments felt pretty cartoony. And yeah. it didn't feel and it feels um, a lot like he's he's trying to really hit home that he's fighting for their side. Because yeah, you can they... hear you can hear in their dialogue they're like, oh, or well, at least in Shuri's dialogue, she's really heavy handed about it. You know, he's you gonna let this outsider fight for us? This outsider, he doesn't belong here. And Tachaka's like, well, he's family, you know, he's one of us. Yeah, I just feel like they were a bit too trusting. Like they, yeah. I mean, for um, good reason. He's not a good person. Based on what we know about them, you know, they've been secluded, like forever right yeah and i don't know i feel like they 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 let him become part of the gang a little bit too easily and him saying wakanda forever you ever had like it's like a moment where you're with a group of friends and they've all got like an in joke and you you don't know about it but then you you try to to join in on the in joke you know Mm -hmm. just because you're trying to like fit in and bond with them and it doesn't really work and it's a bit awkward and uncomfortable and everyone knows it that's kind of what <laughs> this felt like um it reminded me of um there's a scene in kick-ass 2 where um kick-ass and um his friend get they join the um what they call they call justice forever the um 
you know, the team, and they they kind of do this really lame delivery of like the Justice Forever slogan, and you know they they literally just joined the team like two seconds before that, and it's just like yeah, you're kind of just posers at that point. You're not really you're not really there yet, but we'll we'll let it slide because you're enthusiastic. But anyway, let's rewind. Let's talk about Tony Stark because this scene is incredible. Massive RoboCop vibes where we've got the um the big robot. Yeah, Project, and, and, um, Project Kill. Revolution or something. Something like something crazy. Pro- Project Insurrection or something? I don't know. I'm just gonna bring it up here. Project Project he's got a project going guys he's the moral of this story bold design choice he <laughs> likes anime what's he called it you got like the script there like page by page I'm just setting the episode up okay um, project liberator Liberator, that's the one. Yeah, I knew it was something like brutal and like on the nose, like really, really direct. So we we get we get the ED two hundred nine s scene where he he turns the um Tony Stark confronts Killmonger, and you know he's figured it out. He's got Jarvis watching everything, and yeah. rightly so because like we've been saying, it Killmonger is kind of even though it is a really good and nefarious plan everyone is kind of getting duped a little bit too easily by this like this guy yeah. just rolls in and you know once we start stacking up all the things if he's there for the, the the bomb in the in the desert and then you know he knows the obadiah stain then we've got Rhodey and yeah um and he just getting promotion murked. after promotion it's like come on and every like they're having a press conference like after every death you know, it's yeah. like we can see that. I mean, now that I'm saying this out loud, though, I mean that's not too dissimilar from like real life politics, right? Like we 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 see certain people in power. We all know that they are probably pieces of shit and probably did some uncouth things to get into those positions. But what can we do? And we got the you know the media says this is your this is your guy. That's I guess that's the guy. We haven't got anyone else to look at at this point. So I can kind of, and it's the same, it's the Palpatine thing as well, right? Like, he's right under the Jedi's nose. Like, how the fuck does Yoda not see this shit? Um, and in this case, Tony Stark does see this shit. He's got Jarvis, he's got eyes everywhere. He's, like, using that technology, like, the hologram and recreating the the crime yeah. scene right in front of him and all of this stuff. And Eric, don't give a shit. <laughs> He's yeah, like, I, I taught this thing, how this robot thing is based on how I fight. So now I'm just going to do crazy shit. I'm going to throw a chair at it. I'm going to well, flip yeah, over it. Well, yeah, because Tony's like, because the robot gets the upper hand at first. And Tony's like, well, we we trained this robot after you. You know, he knows all your moves. And so Eric's like, well, I get time to improvise, I guess. And he, he takes it down. And then yeah, man. Tony Tony in the shoulder. Like, part of me thought, that um, part of me thought that maybe Tony was going to come out on the upper hand there. I thought maybe we're going to get a twist here. Tony's going, you know, going to take out Killmonger, and then we're going to end up with like 
Now we've got an angry, pissed off Tony who doesn't trust anything and anyone who's now got the a power source for a, you know, a suit of armor around the world and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And, you know, because the, the way, the, the way you look at the title of the episode is what if Eric saves Tony? It's not like what if Tony and Eric were like working together? I don't know. It kind of. Yeah. You could cut. You could misconstrue the title as like this is a Tony Stark episode as much as it is a um, an Eric Killmonger episode. And so, I, for a second, I thought, oh, maybe he's gonna flip flip the the script on him. But no, he jumps over the robot chair, spear, and then impales our impales our main man. You know, no Iron he Man says, here, guys. Just fleshy, just a fleshy boy. He says that he he never he never wanted to have to kill Tony. He didn't. He didn't that wasn't yes. part of the plan. I love that because, like I say, I really, really, I was really digging the relationship, and I felt genuinely heartbroken because I I saw it like there unexpectedly. I saw the chemistry with them. I saw them. You know, like I genuinely believe that at that point they could have been friends and it seems that you know maybe Killmonger kind of did feel that way a little bit too mm-hmm. you know it's just the weirdest kindred spirits like I say it's just a, such an off the off centre premise for a title um, for an episode and then and, he, did what, he did what he does he yeah. pinned pin to death on the Wakandans General Ross came in took over Stark Industries Mass produced yeah. the robots uh, with the help of Claw, who he kills, and then does what he does in Black Panther, takes his body Brings there. Back. Gets yeah. In. Yeah, I love that. There's a few moments like that where they just, you know, that, that those moments, even though they're like completely recontextualized, the, the moments themselves are just as they are. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, it just speaks volumes to, to Eric's planning. Like, you can tell that he had he he had that original plan that he would have had in Black Panther, and he's just adapted it, you know, organically. And this time, his his girlfriend didn't have to get killed, I guess. Wherever she was, remember that? For- that was wild. Yeah, I forgot about her, and also the um the crazy mask thing that he had. That would have been cool. Oh yeah, so, the um, stegosaurus kind of thing. He yeah, like we could have had like a vibranium metal mech version of that would have been fun. But that's fine. He doesn't need it. Andy Serkis, sorry, you're one of the best villains in the Marvel, in the MCU, in my opinion. I think he just really just has such a distinct characterization in that role, and he's just destined to, to die the same way, no matter what happens. But, you know, all, all in a name of a good-ish Cause, yeah. <laughs> so we 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 finished the battle. Every yeah. the plan has worked, so we think. And then we get the scene, and again, here's another scene that kind of echoes um, a scene that we've already had, which is the um the, the pepper in, in Tony Stark's office from Iron Man Two, right? And Tony yeah. Stark comes in with the strawberries. Um, it's in that office there. Except now we've got um, 10-year-old Shuri coming in. Yeah. Um, I mean, for such a secluded nation, 
how the ten year old gets a passport and gets you on a flight out of yeah, that country. I was like, how did she get here? What happened? How did, who let her in? I'll, I'll buy that. I I don't mind that. What I what I don't buy is that she she walks in. She's like, this is dodgy, and Pepper should have seen this shit. Like, if Tony Stark had the um the the hologram cameras and stuff when T'Challa was killed. Surely the office in which Tony Stark was killed, I know they say something about Eric wiped it, but come on. It, like, there had to be like backup somewhere or something. Come on, this is Tony Stark. Jarvis like, is pretty advanced. He's everywhere. You can't just like delete it from that one hard drive. And that's Paul just wiped. still killing his Jarvis. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Every little, every little hint we get of Paul. But man, it feels like so long ago that we was watching one division uh, and, and I feel like I miss Paul Bettany and you know I haven't had enough of him in this series we got him in the last episode as well with the zombies um, but I, I'm, I'm biased man I really want to know what happened to white vision I'm really I'm really itching to, to see where that plot line goes but that's in the prime universe we also got the the reporter back again the, the lady yes um, Her second appearance this series. Yes, um, I don't know if it's the original actress. I, it I is. would, I would imagine it is. Her name is Leslie Bibb. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. She came in and recorded these lines for the Doctor Strange episode and probably this episode. And yeah, there's another one to probably hit them all out in a day. Yeah, that's 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 got to have been a nice little gig for her, right? Um, haven't seen her in much else. Um, I believe she was um, she was Bradley Cooper's girlfriend. I believe in Midnight Meat Train. Uh, it's the only other place I think I've seen her. So this is a this is a tidy little tidy little number of a job for her. And she's great. Like she's one of these characters that we we've had in the MCU. You know, since pretty early on, and just really helps like kind of just glue things together you know just really kind of just feels like a natural connection like she's like the Coulson of the reporter world and the fact that we know she's banging Justin Hammer as well like she she literally gets around um so be interesting to see what she what she does now you know no I'm um Justin Hammer I was hoping we I, I thought we might have seen Justin Hammer actually um, that would have been interesting. It, like I thought, maybe because the um the, the the designs of the um the drones did kind of look similar to what Hammer ends up coming up with in the Expo in Iron Man Two. So I thought maybe there was going to be a little bit of you know cross pollination of like, well, because seeing as Tony Stark hasn't developed anything, you know, we could, maybe we outsource and. And all of this stuff, but anyway, Leslie Bibby's great. And uh, two two scenes we skipped, two good scenes. Bring them uh, on. Uh, T'Chaka and and Eric at the the mountaintop, looking at the sunset. That's a nice moment. Very sort nice of memory, moment. mirroring uh, him and T'Challa there, except you know neither of them are dying. Yes, and always then, a bonus. 
And then uh, we see Eric getting the uh, the serum, the the super super serum to become the Black Panther. And he goes to the he goes to the astral plane where I thought we'd go back to the apartment like he did in Black Panther, but he went to the, yeah. the actual Savannah. Yeah, and, we get and a Black bit Panther of that there, and he's like, "Was it worth yeah. it?" And he, you know, gives him a little life lesson. Which is actually quite reminiscent of the scene we get with um, Thanos with with Gamora, right? When when he meets her in the soul the soul realm, and she says, um, mm-hmm. "It's very similar um, dialogues. Like, was it worth it? What did it cost? It cost everything, and all of that stuff." And again, just loving like you know, just those small moments, just completely like different context, different characters, but we're still just like there's these. There's these ripples, or like again, sort of like a Star Wars reference. Or George Lucas would say they're they're um, poetic echoes, or whatever it is he would yeah. um, he would say. And I and I love that, you know, how we kind of just there are just certain things that you know are just there. You know, you can't you can get so far away from a certain situation, but there's these just little things that kind of just remind us of feelings that we've had in other movies. And it doesn't even have to be movies that necessarily necessarily relate to, you know, these characters, but because we, you know, have seen those movies in those moments, we have that baggage. And I think this show does a really good job of using that to its advantage, but without like shoving it in your face. Um, what it didn't shove in my face, unfortunately, Tyler, was a particularly satisfying ending to this episode. Yeah, it's just kind of like it just ends. Other other than the the Shuri and Pepper being like, we gotta we gotta get this guy, and T'Challa, you know, telling him like, yo, uh, this stuff's gonna come back on you at some point. That's that's the end of it. It just ends. Yeah. And I'll be interested to know, like... Again, there's a few episodes have done this in this show now where it's like, what happens after the episode seems like it could be more interesting than the actual episode. Um, but as this show is progressing, I feel like... I feel like we're going to find out some of that stuff. I feel like some of these are all going to kind of tie in somehow. Yeah, um, with three episodes left, we'll probably get a couple of questions answered. I if, hope if so. Some of the important ones. Maybe but not with like the zombies one um, that Sean wants. Probably not anything to do with that. No, I'm not sure that one fits in so well. But, like, you know, with, with Peggy... Um, Agent Carter, um, Captain Carter, Captain and, Carter, and um, uh, Star Lord T'Challa, Star Lord T'Challa, Dark Doctor Dark Strange. Strange, yeah, and and now definitely, and now, um, Black like, Black Panther, yeah, those, I love them. those, those are ones I've definitely seen in the like Avengers shot for the series, yeah. Which is weird, right? To imagine like, like this version of Eric and Black Panther like teaming up with you know, because I suppose Dark Doctor Strange is dark, but you know, 
Captain Carter is pretty fucking wholesome. Yeah. Um, and it's like, are these? Are we gonna have all these people working together? It's like, because if I'm Captain, even if I'm Dark Doctor Strange, I do not want this Eric Killmonger on my team. I do not trust him. I do not yeah. want to trust him. He will make me trust him. Even and how is even he gonna? How is he gonna eye. feel about a T'Challa that's a completely different kind of person? Well, not that completely different upbringing. That he's still kind of the same person. Yeah, that's gonna be fun, right? I mean, he can't hate him because this version hasn't. You know, he's not brought up in like the Wakandan yeah. environment. He hasn't got all of that. You know, he didn't do anything wrong. This version, he did, he wasn't even there. You know, he was in space. He didn't fucking know that there was this illegitimate nephew or um, half brother. I can't remember the the family tree uh, of it all now. They're they're cousins. Cousins, they're cousins. right? Yeah, yeah. Because because uh, T'Chaka T'Chaka killed his brother, which was Eric's dad. Yeah, that's right. I have not watched Black Panther for a while, man. I am. Um, I haven't watched. I, I need to rewatch the MCU. Um, a whole. I've been talking about it. Um, I think probably a good time. I, I think I haven't done it since. I um the build up to um Infinity War. I watched them all. I think that was the last time I watched a lot of these movies. You know, some of them I saw so many times that. I, I might give them a rewatch once. Uh... Yeah. Once Black Widow hits Blu-ray or something. I think that's out now, you know. Um, or, or it, if not, it is very soon. Um, it should be soonish. I I was not a fan of Black Widow. I, I was having a conversation okay with somebody the other day. It's like, if I do rewatch them all, I will rewatch Black Widow. But outside of, like, an overall rewatch, I don't see myself revisiting that movie you know like civil war or like age of ultron or iron man and uh, um ant-man as well i really like you know some of those i'll just go back as like you know and just watch them like you know just like an individual movie um mm-hmm. but there's a, the there's another subsection of these things like 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 thor 2 and black widow and captain marvel unfortunately i think fits in there um yeah, and the first and Avenger. Man and the Wasp. What a terrible movie. What, the first Avenger? Yeah, first Avenger. I can't watch it. Wow. Um, I don't really like I, it. I love most of that movie. What I don't love is that the majority of like the best stuff ha- takes place within a montage in the middle of the movie. Like, yeah. um, like where you know steve is developed you know he's had the serum he's done like that first mission where we rescue bucky and then everything between then and the the third act is basically told via a montage i can't live in a world where that movie doesn't have steve saving bucky from the train him going oh you almost ripped my arm off you know that's just (laughs) my favorite you know yeah no that is not that is not good. And what a wasted opportunity in a what if episode to have a, a winter soldier, Steve. Come on. It was right there. He was right there. He it was it. right there. That would have been gnarly as fuck. But yeah. 
we, we end this episode very abruptly. I want to know, because we don't know if any of these episodes that we've seen, some of them could possibly take place in the same universe. Like, it's being presented like they're all different timelines, but maybe mm. one or two of them uh, are in the same timeline. I don't know. Be, but, yeah. I'll, you know, what other Avengers? Because, I mean, there's, there's probably not one that takes place in the same timeline as as uh, Doctor Strange Supreme. Because that, yeah. that universe is gone. But... I and mean, the, the zombies one is probably probably yeah. its own thing, but you know. But like T'Challa cut. being Star Lord and the Avengers dying could happen in the same universe. That could happen. Not really relating. Yeah, and Captain Carter could be in this universe, maybe. Um, I don't think there's anything that. that would yeah, because it's not like we. It. We didn't hear anything about Captain America or really any other hero. No, and where we are in the timeline here, you know, all that stuff is still yet going to happen. Like, yeah. we haven't even got to the like the Incredible Hulk at that point at this point in the timeline, right? So yeah, because that's not till Iron Man two. So that's probably the events of that movie are probably happening you know, not long after where we see this episode. So it, there's probably a Hulk out there. Um, you know, Hank Pym, we've seen how dangerous he is in one of the other episodes. Um, mm. uh, we've got, um, I say, Captain Carter, you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow, presumably. You know, they're around. They've, they've got to be around. So what does the world look like now where we've got this... Um, We've narrowly avoided the war between America and Wakanda, but now Shuri and, and Pepper are going to have to potentially bust that whole Pandora's box wide open to kind of get justice on, on Killmonger and kind of bring this whole thing to the forefront, which is, you know, again, some, some heavy political overtones there, um, which I'm all about. You know, I don't want to shy away from that shit. This is the world we're living in. And what if yeah. it was that world, but with superheroes and... Because, I mean, that know. stuff still exists, especially when uh, Eric is killing Tony Stark and he says, the difference between me and you is that you can't see the difference between me and you. That was such a good line. It was really good. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I want to... Like, how does this... Because that's just such... This episode is like the biggest cliffhanger. Like I said, some of the other episodes you feel like what happens afterwards would be more interesting or just as interesting, but you still got a story. Whereas this one is just like wide open. Like this this is this is like... That's like Back to the Future 2 level cliffhanger, man. Mm. Like, I really want to know where we go because shit is about to potentially hit the fan... And, you know, we could still just get a war here, you know, depending on who tries to throw the blame and and, and how... Yeah, because at every- this point, Ross knows that Wakanda actually is not just some hut village in the middle of Africa. He knows yeah, he's, that it's like he's a, a big city. 
Yeah. So if you have like, you know, Pepper Bill and Shuri going to like General Ross, who's like in charge of a lot of the, the military goings on, you know, he he might just want to keep he's like, no, I ain't fucking with that shit. I ain't you know, we just avoided that. It's just, you know, over one dude, you know, who's now ruling a country that wants nothing to really do with the rest of us. Or maybe mm. he does because, you know, Killmonger kind of did want to open things up that way. But yeah. now that he's got but now he's got this extra baggage of, you know, I want to open up to the world, but also I kind of need to like maybe keep to myself a little bit because I'm 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 on precarious ice with all the lies and the the, the plot that I've um that I've built up here. So, you know, a lot of intrigue. Any final thoughts on this episode, Tyler, before we before we wrap this shit up? Uh I I think I I really like Killmonger uh, and uh, everything he's in. That suit looks sick. The the the, the, the slightly redesigned Black Panther suit at the end it yeah, kind of had like still has the, the bumps. Yeah. We see and him more... do one of those as well and man, he what a pain threshold this dude must have, right? Because yeah. those those are not just little scratches. Those to, to scar are, like that, he's taking scars. he's taking a chunk out of himself every time. He doesn't even he's just like pop, you know, like he's opening a beer. Um but yeah, suit looks sick, and, uh, Killmonger is sick. I'm excited to see uh the rest of the series. We'll still, still got Party Thor, still got Shit, I forgot about that. Still gotta see Gamora, uh and her Thanos, her Thanos blades. Yeah, uh, and then Ultron, Ultron with the Infinity Stones or something is going to pop yeah. up. So those are the final. Gonna, that's probably going to be the big threat, and where they all team up or something. Yeah, have to watch her get some more into not just watching. Yeah, I mean, he's it, going to have to. Like you've got Ultron with an Infinity Gauntlet, and then you've got all these, you know. It, it, it's going to get pretty, pretty heavy, and maybe Ultron has a better plan this time with the Infinity Gauntlet than what he had in in, in his own movie. Because yeah, I was having I'm... a conversation about that today, and I, I love Age of Ultron; it's my favorite Avengers movie. And I started looking at that plot to, and thinking about that plot today, and I was just like, the dude has access to the internet; he can literally control the internet, he could have just released every nuke on the planet and just wiped out Earth like that, which is what he wanted to wipe out everyone on Earth. And instead, he was like, you know what? I should pick up a city and drop it like a meteor. I'm going to (laughs) stick rocket boosters on a continent or a country and I'm going to lift it up really high and then just drop it because it's symbolic. He'd just been born, you know? He's still still a baby. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, yeah, like, like, what version of Ultron are we getting? Is this a, you know, depending on what universe we're in, you know, we, it's, you know, they, it, things must have gone okay to get to the point where, you know, we still had the Avengers and Tony start to create Ultron. So that's probably, that universe is probably relatively similar to the, to the timeline that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Party Thor, we got to assume he's got to end up in the lineup, right? Um, yeah, he's, if we if we're getting all there. these people together, you know, because that's got to be, a, 
you know, we've got to get an arc out of Party Thor where he, you know, becomes, you know, at least slightly heroic, you know, whether by choice or because he gets forced into it. And you just need some comic relief on the team, you know? Yeah. Everyone's a little, everyone on the team's a little heavy right now. Yeah, I mean, T'Challa's pretty light in, um, you know, Star Lord form. Yeah. It, he's pretty fun. Um, but then we've got some really dark motherfuckers on this team as well to, you know, so really, I want to say balance it out, but I don't know if that's the right. I don't think there's <laughs> going to be anything balanced about. Yeah, the infinite demon that is Strange Supreme. Yeah. Uh, buff as heck, Peggy Carter, and uh, the ultimate Palpatine, uh, Killmonger. Yeah, that that's dangerous, man. Like he, He's going to manipulate the... Right, so what are the chances that um, Killmonger, he's going to want to take that gauntlet off of Ultron, right? He's going to want to use that to, like, help everyone. He's going to have good intentions. He's going to betray the rest of the team to get that gauntlet off of Ultron, and then he's going to try and do his own version of the snap. He'll do the thing that everyone says that Thanos should have done, where he, instead of eradicating half of everything, he'll want to try and double the resources so that everyone can have access to like all this technology and resources that like Wakanda has. I think you're on something. I think you you have a copy of the script. Man, you've got a copy of this week's script. I got a copy of next week's script. That's how we (laughs) play this game. And that is how we're going to end this show. I swear to God, I don't have any inside information. Please don't anyone come after me. Okay. This has been episode six of What If. Tyler, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Tyler Rims. That's where I post all my stream links, all my vibe links, and I retweet a bunch of anime women. Uh, Just ask Sean. He doesn't like that. Yeah, get me at DeanLewis2099 on Twitter, but don't come at me. Come at Sean. Everyone go tweet Sean underscore AFK and remind him that he doesn't give a shit. And that'll be it from us. This has been Oh What a Marvel. Peace out.